0: Awesome. Thank you very much, Pastor Ron and Sister Leanna, for those announcements. And I hope it was a blessing to you. I was thinking about the passage of Scripture in the book of Joshua when they said to the Israelites, right before they crossed the Jordan River to enter into the Promised Land and fight all those battles, you have not been this way before. We have not been this way before. So it was a time of great uncertainty. Every step they took was a brand new step into a brand new place of territory that they've never been before, experiencing something they've never experienced. And I've learned this, we don't like change, we don't like uncertainty, but boy, we are filled with that. And when we have uncertainty and change, it makes us very uneasy, and many times we deal with real fears. Well, I want you to know on the other side of you've not been this way before was the promised land. And I'm just going to believe God for us, for us, all of us that are listening, that we've not been this way before, but on the other side of this test, on the other side of this trial, there's going to be the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey, a land of victory, a land of sweet victory, a land of increase, a land of fulfilled promises. I want you to believe that, all right? Fighting the good fight of faith. That's what I want to talk about tonight. First Timothy chapter 6, end this morning. Tonight and this morning. First Timothy 6, verses 11 and 12, it says this. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. That's what Paul tells Timothy. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you have also called and have confessed a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Fighting the good fight of faith. One thing I've learned about giants is that they measure how small or tall you are. You know, David faced a giant and maybe this is a giant in your life right now. Well, it is measuring how small you are or how tall you are. Are you small in faith or are you tall in God? One thing I've learned about tests, tests reveal how weak or strong you are. I know we're all going through a test. Are you weak in faith? Are you strong in faith? Giants and tests reveal, don't they? Absolutely. Floods reveal how shifting or firm we are. the Bible talks about floods that will come and if you build your house on the rock of Christ Jesus, obedience to his word, then those floods can come and you have a firm foundation, right? Or you're building on shifting sand and you're just moving all over the place. Well, how shifting are you? Or how firm are you in your faith in Jesus Christ? Do you feel like your feet are underneath you, that you're standing on something solid? The world might be in turmoil. The world might be going up and down and back and forth. And oh my gosh. But you have a faith and a trust in the Lord. And one thing I can say about battles, they reveal how ready or not you are. How ready or not you are, and uh, this is a battle. And the Apostle Paul was using the analogy of a soldier, a battle, when he said, "Fight the good fight of faith." Well, I believe that the object of our faith is God Himself. We need to make sure that we know Him. And I tell you what, when we have misplaced faith, it makes us miserable. And we need to make sure that we're placing our faith in the Lord during this time, not placing our faith in the United States of America, not placing our faith in the president, not placing our faith in the medical uh, establishment or the experts, not placing our faith in our own wisdom or our own intellect. We want to make sure that we are placing our faith in God himself. Jesus says this in Mark chapter 11, verse 22, Have faith in God. Have faith in God. The more we know God, the more our faith in him will grow. So make sure that Jesus Christ is the object of your faith, that you're knowing him and growing in him during this time. And if you are, your faith is growing. The origin of our faith, where does it come from? It comes from the word of God. The object of our faith is God, so we need to know him. The origin of our faith is the word of God, so we need to hear him. That's right. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of the Lord. Amen? Faith is not a leap in the dark, but rather a step into the light. So, whenever you read the Word of God, think of it as the light of God. And you're not taking a leap in the dark, but rather you're stepping into the light of God's Word. It's the origin of our faith, and really the Word of God is how we grow our faith. And every morning I am in the Word and trying to let the Word of God minister to me. And uh, not only was it the Word of God that caused me to be born again, Because we're born again by the incredible seed of the word of God. But the word of God is that which sustains me. It grows me. It ministers to me. It strengthens me. It helps me. It teaches me about God. It enlarges the Lord in my own heart. So I have ever increasing faith. If I'm in the word of God, I want to encourage you to get in the word of the Lord. The outcome of our faith is God's victory. We can overcome through Him, and that's really what I want to talk about tonight is fighting that good fight of faith. Faith is the victory. Faith is the victory. You need to make sure you are expressing your faith during this time. It tells us in 1 John chapter 5, 5, verse 4 whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Have you been born of God? Have you been born of God? The Bible says if you've been born of God, then you will overcome the world. Jesus says in the world you shall have tribulation. If you've been born of God, you will overcome this world, this world of tribulation. You will be able to live triumphantly in this present evil world, in this time of tribulation. Praise the Lord for that, right? The Bible tells us in Romans 8, 37, yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. More than a conqueror through him, Jesus Christ, through him who loved us. More than a conqueror. I like to call that a super conqueror. A conqueror is somebody that overcomes. More than a conqueror is somebody that super conquers, that actually grows stronger in the battle. You know, sometimes you go through a battle, you might win the battle, but you are weakened through the battle. Think about a prize fighter who goes 12 rounds and he wins the fight, but I tell you what, he can barely lift his arms. He's all bruised and battered. Uh, he needs a long recovery. But I want you to know the Bible says you're more than a conqueror. Do you know that you can go through this trial and tribulation in such a way that you come out of it better than when it first started? That's the promise of God, and I want that for each one of us. To become out of this stronger in our faith, overcoming in him, more than a conqueror, I'm a super conqueror. Maybe you can say that right now. I'm a super conqueror. Through Him, I'm going to come through this stronger and better on the other side. In this passage of scripture that I read, First Timothy six eleven and twelve, I'm going to read it again. I want to ask you some questions? Paul writing Timothy, he says, "But you, O man of God, flee these things. What are you fleeing?" Then he says, "Pursue. What are you running after or pursuing?" He says, "Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life." What are you fighting, and what are you laying hold of? Those are four great questions, right? What are you fleeing? What are you pursuing? What are you fighting? What are you laying hold of? What are you fleeing? Paul tells Timothy, "Flee these things." The flee thing. These things that he was fleeing. If you look in the scriptures, it's the love of money. It's, it's the, all the, the issues that come when you set your affection not on God but on other things. When you have idolatry in your life, Paul tells Timothy, flee these things. I tell you what, this trial in our nation, it definitely talks about or gets us in our temptation when it comes to the idea of money and possessions. I mean, it's being shaken, isn't it? Our economy is going down. You wonder about your job, your business. Maybe you've even been laid off right now. He says, flee these things. Flee the love of money. Flee idolatry. Flee the sinful entanglements that sin will bring your way. What are you fleeing? You are commanded to flee sin, but you are never to flee in fear because of a lack of your trust in God. You're never to flee in fear because of your lack of trust in God. The second question is this. What are you pursuing? Now look at this. He mentions six things there. Pursue righteousness. That's your righteous life before God. Pursue godliness. That's your godly life before men. He says pursue faith. In other words, strengthen and grow your faith. That's good for us, right? Strengthen and grow our faith. Then he says, pursue love, greater ways to love people. I know we love, we, we are social distancing, we're self-quarantining and all these things. And uh, the idea there is to look inward and to protect ourselves. But Paul tells Timothy, pursue love. And I just want to encourage you to pursue ways you can love people right now. One of these ways is to testify of your faith. My, my wife went shopping uh, just a couple of days ago, and uh, she was witnessing her faith to everybody there in the grocery store, praying for people, sharing the love of Jesus with people. We just went for an exercise run out at the park, and uh, there's a lady there. She's very fearful. We stopped, and we prayed for her. I don't know if you realize this or not, but our church is providing drivers for Meals on Wheels this coming week. That's a way of expressing faith. We are also are trying to provide groceries and go shopping for the senior citizens at our own church. And we, on Monday, a community sharing right here in Highland Township, we're appealing to people in our church to provide groceries, to provide canned goods, to provide uh, types of things that they need to, to be able to help people that are, very poor or in financial need during this time. And so listen, check out our website, all right? Would you do that? Check out our website. You can take your canned goods, the groceries, the the different things that you purchase. You can take it directly to Community Sharing right there on Duck Lake Road, Monday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Let's pursue love during this time. Let our light so shine during this time it's dark out there. We have the light of Christ on the inside. I know we want to protect ourselves and our family, which is great. Don't do anything that you're uncomfortable doing, but use every opportunity that comes your way to pursue love. He also tells them to pursue patience, patience with people. And listen to this, patience with the timing of God. Patience with the timing of God. In God's time, this is all going to end. We wait on the Lord. And he also says this, pursue gentleness. Can I tell you this? Be kind to one another. Be gentle with one another. Put away harshness. What are you fleeing? What are you pursuing? What are you fighting? We're supposed to fight that good fight of faith. Are you fighting fear, doubt and discouragement? I hope so. You got to fight it. Every single day, you fight it. You wake up in the morning, you fear fear, you feel fearful? Fight it. Fight it with your faith. You feel discouraged? Fight it. Well, how many times during the day do I need to fight? You need to fight as often as you need to fight to live an overcoming life. Whenever you feel that pressing in, fear, doubt, discouragement, whenever you feel it pressing in, fight it with your faith, all right? Fight that good fight of faith. Then he says, lay hold of eternal life. Jesus is eternal life. Lay hold of Jesus. Hold fast to him. Cleave to the Lord. Hold fast your confession of faith. Don't doubt God. Don't doubt his love. Don't doubt his abilities. Don't let the darkness of this world somehow extinguish the light within. Remember, the light is greater than the darkness. Cleave to the Lord. Lay hold of God during this time. Can you do that? Be strong in your faith. How do you fight that good fight of faith? I'm going to conclude with this. How do you fight that good fight of faith? Number one, you got to keep believing and keep trusting. When you're filled with doubt or fear, exercise your faith. You feel it pressing in? you got to believe. What else are you going to do? You give in to it, fear enslaves you. Doubt discourages you. It defeats you. I don't know about you, but faith is the victory. I don't want to live a defeated life. I don't want to go throughout my day in darkness or depression because of what is happening. I'd rather overcome than be overcome. And so fighting the good fight of faith is essentially every day when you sense the doubt, the discouragement, or the fear pressing in, you resist it or you push it back with your faith in God and the promises of God. And if you do that, God will meet with you and he will help you. How else do you fight the good fight of faith? Well, you use this opportunity to increase or to grow the faith you have. You know, you can be weak in faith, small in faith. You can be strong in faith. And I do believe that you fight the good fight of faith by making sure you are growing your faith. And you grow your faith by going to that which stirs your faith. The origin of your faith, and that is the word of the Lord. You fight the good fight of faith when you take the word on a regular basis and you read this word, think on this word, believe this word, and act on this word. It will stir your faith, grow your faith, increase in faith, and strengthen your faith, and in so doing, you are fighting the good fight of faith. You will not be victorious. If you did not take heed of the word of the Lord during these times, if you're going to fill your mind with simply news and the opinions of people and you neglect the word of the Lord, then I want you to know you're going to be filled with fear and doubt and discouragement. But if you can fill your heart and mind with the word of the Lord, you actually will grow your faith. And this is how you fight your faith. Fight that good fight of faith, all right? Number three, to fight the good fight of faith, you got to get stronger in the inner man. You just got to get tougher. I want to read a passage of scripture out of the book of Jeremiah. God is talking to Jeremiah the prophet. It's a very challenging time, much more challenging time than what we're facing. He's the prophet right at the end of Israel's existence. Babylon was coming and was going to carry them away captive. Judgment was coming. It was only going to get worse. So God is encouraging the prophet Jeremiah. He gave him a challenging ministry to stand up and preach and declare the word of the Lord to a group of people that were stubborn and rebellious and backslidden. And that the nation of Israel was going to be carried away captive by way of judgment of almighty God. I'm talking about a terrible time. But God is talking to Jeremiah, and he says this in Jeremiah 12, verse 5. If racing against mere men makes you tired, how will you race against horses? If you stumble and fall on open ground, what will you do in the thickets near the Jordan? In other words, Jeremiah, you're going to have to get stronger to, to handle the trials that are coming your way. You're going to have to toughen up, you're going to have to man up, you're going to have to get stronger. Because it's going to get worse. What a word from God. Let me read that to you again. If racing against mere men makes you tired, how will you race against horses? In other words, it's going to get more difficult. If you stumble and fall on open ground, what will you do in the thickets near the joint? In other words, it's going to get worse. So Jeremiah, get stronger. And that's the word of the Lord to all of us. We've got to get stronger in our relationship with God. Because it just might get worse before it gets better. So toughen up, get stronger, grow your faith, fight that good fight of faith. Amen? Put on the whole armor of God. That's how you fight the good fight of faith. You get stronger and you're in a man. You grow your faith. You keep believing and pushing back fear and doubt every single day. But you also got to put on the whole armor of God. I love Ephesians 6 verses 10 to 18 because it's talking about battles and being strong and overcoming. I'm going to read to you Ephesians 6 verses 10 to 18. It says, Finally, be, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And against the rulers of darkness of this age. Against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore take up the whole armor of God. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, stand. Stand. Get strong. Put on the whole armor of God. That talks about the whole armor of God, right? The breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, your loins girt about with truth, the feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You got the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith. You got the whole armor of God there. Some, well, How do you put on this armor? Listen to what it says in Romans thirteen fourteen. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's how you put on the whole armor of God is by trusting and believing in Jesus But you you simply put him on. I know him. I love him. He's my hope. He's my salvation. He's my savior. He's my Lord. He's all that I need. When you put on the Lord Jesus Christ, you literally are putting on the whole armor of God because Jesus is the truth. Jesus is your salvation. Jesus is your righteousness. Jesus is the prince of peace. Jesus is really the faith by which you live by. Jesus is the word of the Lord. That whole armor of God really is a description of the person and work of Jesus Christ. Hmm. Let me read this to you. I thought it was great. Put on Jesus Christ means put him on as a parachute for your skydiving behind enemy lines. It means put him on as the high impact, protective, anti-explosive suit when you disarm the bombs of the devil. It means to put on the asbestos fireproof suit when you rescue sinners from the flames of hell. It means put them on as a bulletproof vest when you confront the pistols of sin and unbelief. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ means put him on as a badge that admits you to all the resources of heaven that you need to do his will. It means put him on as the best intercon system that ever was so that there could be constant communication with the one that you love above all others and who is in himself everything you need. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ means trust him, hope in him, cherish him for all these things. So putting on the whole armor of God, putting on Jesus Christ means he's a parachute, an anti-explosive suit, a fireproof suit, a bulletproof vest, a badge, and an intercon system. In other words, Jesus Christ is everything that you and I need to be victorious to fight that good fight of faith. How often do you fight that good fight of faith? Every day, all day, 24-7, the devil is relentless We're living in a fallen world that lies in the lap of the wicked one. In this world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. In this world, we have all kinds of tribulation and temptations. So there is not a day off of fighting that good fight of faith. But the Bible says faith is the victory, and we are super conquerors through him that loved us. He always leads us to triumph, Jesus Christ does. And the Bible also says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Even though at times we have to endure hardness as a good soldier, we know that he will see us through to the other side. There's victory in Jesus. I want you to keep fighting, to stay in the fight, and to keep standing, for great will be your reward. We do not have to be like those that run in fear. The Bible says the ungodly, they flee when no one pursues them. But the righteous are as bold as a lion. I want you to be bold and strong in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to grow your faith. Every single day, exercise that faith. Fight that good fight of faith. Are you weary? Are you fearful? Are you discouraged? you troubled let me pray for you father in jesus name i ask that you minister your grace into every single heart lord i pray that each person that is listening might fight to that good fight of faith that they might be overcomers finding victory in jesus we do not have to be fearful living in darkness. Isolating ourselves because of great fears and great discouragements. But rather, there could be a holy boldness and a courage that comes from knowing Jesus. And I pray that each and every one of us might have that. Perhaps you're listening and you don't know Jesus. I want to lead you in a prayer. A prayer of salvation. Would you like to pray this prayer with me? What better time to give your heart to the Lord than right now during this time of great difficulty. You need Jesus to be your Savior, to come into your life and to change you. If you want to give your heart to Christ, pray with me right now. Say, dear Lord Jesus, just pray right where you're at. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me. Forgive me. Change me. Help me. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. You died for me. You rose again for me. I trust you with my today and with my tomorrow. Did you pray that prayer? If you did, maybe you can let us know. Just right there on social media. Just let us know that you prayed. I would appreciate that. God will help you. All right. We got one final song to sing. And then after we sing this song of praise and worship to the Lord, we're going to turn it over to Pastor Rhonda and Sister Leanne as they give some final announcements for us. It's been great to be with you. Thank you, church. Thank you, staff. You've been the captive audience. Fight that good fight of faith. Amen?